Ray, when someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes! Please stop! I got a bad feeling about this. Louis, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Did you go out with Ray? Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. Get away from her, you bitch! You're gonna need a bigger boat. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Movie Nights Podcast. We are so sorry we could not do an episode last week. It's partially because we were busy and partially because we were lazy. Now, this is a very special episode, because not only do I have the usual Mr. Ryan Warner. Hello. I also have Mr. Nicholas Ericchio. Y'all remember him? What's up? Are you serious? Do you remember that? From that beloved commercial? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Any hoozle. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about our favorite movies of 2018 up till this point, because pretty soon, like literally within the next week or so, uh, all the Oscar-baiting movies are going to start coming out, and we want to tell you guys our favorite movies up until those caliber films start coming out. Apparently, something's funny around me. <laughs> Any anyone care to share? Uh, great year for movies. What the? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Anything, Nick? Just really enjoying this sandwich. Yeah, he is eating a nice peanut butter sandwich. On <laughs> one piece of bread, not he, two. In case you haven't noticed, Ryan's had a PBR, and uh, Nick is Nick. Nick's had a peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> a nice glass of whole milk. Like the real three amigos over here. What? What? All right, but you should really regret this already. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, our top movies of the year so far. So, Dalton, go ahead and uh, give us a run through of your top movies of the year for like the casual movies, if you will. All right. Um, you know, these are no partic- no particular order. We're just kind of throw out like what our favorite ones of the year have been, and you know, obvi- obviously a lot of these will overlap, and we'll sort of comment and talk about what we liked about each of the movies that we say. And some of these are we picked on our own, and you know, we didn't really like not the others don't really agree with the choice. So, without further ado, I'm gonna go ahead and say one that I think that we all liked here. And I'm going to start off with Upgrade, directed by Lee Wannell, starring Logan Marshall Green. I thought Upgrade was a fantastically done, low-budget sci-fi movie. Um, what do you guys think? I thought Upgrade was uh, really good. I enjoyed it. It was a good action sci-fi movie. Um, it was great to see Shocker again. <laughs> so that was nice. Yeah. The first Shocker. The first Shocker. Montana. Jackson Bryce. <laughs> And Ryan, what about you? Anything in particular from Upgrade that stood out to you? Honestly, the cinematography. Yeah. Like, whenever the Upgrade, if you will, happened, and he was, like, fighting, and he was a ninja, as he put it, yeah. um, I thoroughly enjoyed the way that the camera moved with his actions, and it really felt like he was a robot during those scenes. Yeah. You know, I agree. I thought that that was a really well done movie and a really surprising. Uh, I was glad that it was as good as it was. And it came out of nowhere, I feel like. Yeah. Which yeah. which is really surprising about it. Yeah, that is really cool. Um, does anyone else want to chime in and say a movie that they particularly enjoyed this year? I think I'm going to throw you in a loop for for this one, but uh, Hereditary. Okay. No, I, I, I really enjoyed that film too. I just didn't think it was in like my personal like top 10. But yeah. I, I, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, what about it really stood out to you? 
the buildup. Yeah. Like, going into it, um, watching the trailers, I was like, this movie is terrifying and creepy. But through it all, like, I, I got that, mm-hmm. that it was creepy and terrifying, but it was just a, a huge buildup. Because the entire time I was watching, I was like, when is something going to happen? When is something going to happen? Mm-hmm. And then just when he's laying in bed and his, like, mom crawls across the room, like, that just freaked me out. And in the theater, like, there were people who screamed at that moment, (laughs) which made it even more scary. But it definitely has to be the build-up to that. And then I would say the last five minutes or so wasn't really needed. Yeah. But... The the, the ending, personally, kind of... Because it it was a really great movie, and then the ending really stepped it down for me. Yeah. And I agree that um, a lot of the greatness about that movie is the build-up and the suspense, but I think that the only problem with that is that sometimes the pacing can dip a little bit because of that. Mm -hmm. But overall, I did really enjoy the movie. And uh, Nick, did you see Hereditary? I'd like to add on to this conversation. I did not see Hereditary. So. Thank you so much for your input. I thought it was important. Well, I'm glad, you know, honesty is the best policy. And uh, go ahead and throw uh, your your next pick into the mix, Nicholas. Oh, man. I want to toss out one that was on, uh, I don't think anyone here saw it except for me, was uh, American Animals. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't get a chance to see it. Yeah, that was a fantastic movie. Very well done with the cinematography, the direction. Just a great story and um, great lead performance by, uh, what's the actor who plays Quicksilver in the X-Men? Evan Peters. Evan Peters and... um, the kid from Dunkirk. I can't think of the actor's Harry name. Harry Styles? Yes, Harry Styles. <laughs> uh, no, the one that, you know, gets blind or whatever. Spoiler alert for Dunkirk. Do you know who I'm talking about? I don't. No, the one that falls down, he, like, goes blind. Oh, that, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Again, he was in it. He gave a great performance as well. It was just very suspenseful, uh, very comedic at times, and just an all-around well-done film. Yeah, no, it's it's been on my radar. I just, you know, wasn't playing anywhere near me. When you went on your little hiatus vacation, you got a chance to see it near you. (laughs) Yeah, work. I mean, whatever that word means. But yeah, um, Ryan, is that a movie you're looking forward to seeing? Uh, Another movie that I would add on to my list would be Eighth Grade. Definitely, I think I think that has to be said, or I have to say that. Um, Bo Burnham did an amazing job capturing the feel of what typical people went through in eighth grade and at times it's just so painful to watch because of how real it is um but i would definitely have to throw eighth grade onto my list what about you and any other movies that hit your uh, top 10 list this year so far well real quick i want to go ahead and agree with you on eighth grade i thought that was a very well done movie by Burnham. (laughs) really brought the emotion into it and really just sort of captured the slice of life of like the millennial or gen z Eighth grader. Oh, I'd like to also tack on to eighth grade by saying that I did not see that one either. <laughs> you didn't? I did not, no. You need to. So I saw good. American Animals instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, but yeah, I'll go ahead and throw in a movie. Um, and this is a movie that I really, really liked. And I don't know about you guys, but I really liked this movie called Thoroughbreds. And it's a movie with Olivia Cook and Anya Taylor Joy. And it was Anton Yelchin's, I believe it's his last on-screen performance. Um, I thought the directing of the movie was really well done. I thought it was very, like, I like dark comedies. I think they're very, and it's an underrated genre. And I think this movie did it very well. And I think that, you know, the way that this film was made and the way that the actresses portrayed such dark but realistic characters, I thought was incredible. What, what did you think? 
Yeah, I actually sat down and watched it with you mm-hmm. um, over the summer, and it was. I I thought the performances were really good, and they were realistic to like what like what the characters were going through. Mm-hmm. Um, but Anya Taylor, what's her name? Joy Joyce. Yeah, Anya Taylor Joy. Anya Taylor Joy. I thought her performance was really good as like the goody two shoes character, if mm-hmm. you will. Um. Which is interesting because I've only ever seen her in Split, I think. And in Split, she kind of plays just like this broken teenage girl. So to see her like play a different role that's not... Mm-hmm. It's more of a goody two-shoes character. I, yeah. I thought it was really cool to see that. And then, uh, what, what's his name? The Russian actor? Or, uh, Anton Yelchin. Yeah, I thought his performance was really good. Because, again, I've only ever seen him in Star Trek. But mm-hmm. I really enjoyed watching him. But... It was it was a solid movie. I wouldn't say it's one of my top ten movies, but still a solid choice. Right. Nick, what did you think about it? Um, you know, I think did, did we see it together yeah. or did I see it on my own during hiatus? I think we saw it together. I don't remember. Um, but I mean, I kind of packed to piggyback off of Ryan. I thought it was a really well made movie, but I wouldn't really probably say top ten. Though I did enjoy it, maybe top fifteen if I had to tack it on that, but. We'll see. It was definitely a movie that I saw this year, if that, made, <laughs> if that means anything. That's good. And uh, just while, while we're on you, what's another movie that you'd like to add? Oh, man. Um, I'm going to go ahead and throw out... Uh, let's see. I'm trying to figure out one that you guys didn't have on your lists. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. I'll go ahead and talk about I really enjoyed that. I mm-hmm. think that Paul Rudd gives an excellent performance. I think that... The direction by Peyton Reed was uh, really well done, and it was just a very, you know, clear, concise story, you know, just A, B leads to C uh, sort of thing, but I think it was kind of the lighthearted, feel-good romp that was needed after Infinity War sucked our souls out, but we'll get to that in a bit. Um, And like I said, Paul Rudd just gives an excellent performance. Honestly, all the performance, Evangeline Lilly is Wasp. Michael Douglas, I thought, was probably one of the standout performances of the movie. Uh, Walton Goggins was... The character was okay. You know, you could argue he wasn't really needed in the movie, but I just love Walton Goggins. So I was just very happy every time he showed up. Uh, Just, yeah, just a very good movie that I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, no, I enjoyed the movie as well. I, I I wouldn't put it in my top ten just because I just think that there happened to be just like ten movies that were better. But I, I still really enjoyed the movie, and I, I agree with you that I also love Walton Goggins, so just seeing him on screen just made my day. And, you know, some of the jokes worked really well, like seeing, you know, Paul Rudd as, like, a preteen was pretty great. But, yeah. Uh, what, Ryan, what about you? I'd have to agree with you that it's not really my top ten, but still a good movie. I feel like it's not as good as the first one. But, uh, yeah, I feel like it's safe to say here at Movie Nights we love... Walton Goggins' performances and everything that he's in. We, we 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 love Walton Goggins, don't we? We love Walton Goggins. There's a there's a list of movie nights fan favorites out yes, there. Like, that's like, just like, like like Joel Edgerton. Joel, we love Joel Edgerton. We love Joel, Edgerton. <laughs> Joel Edgerton. Joel Edgerton. If you're listening, we love you. Uh, who's oh Patrick Wilson? Oh, we love we love Pat- we love Patrick Wilson. And he's gonna be an Aquaman. It's gonna be fantastic. He's played Ocean Master. Speaking of Patrick Wilson, I recently rewatched A Team, and. That was great. Patrick Wilson in A-Team? Yeah, he, he's, he's the, the bad villain. guy, yeah. 
I need to rewatch A Team. I, I I totally <laughs> forgot about. It. I guess I don't love Patrick Wilson as much as I thought. Oh my oh, man. god! To, the, the Liam Neeson one? Yeah. Oh snap! <laughs> well, what are we all doing after this? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, g- going back to some of the movies that we saw this year, um, I'm gonna go ahead and throw out one that we all had on our list, and I'm gonna go Ready Player One. Uh, you know, Steven Spielberg coming back to blockbusters. I thought it was really a heartfelt movie, really well done. Um, I thought that it was very exciting, very visceral, and just, you know, no one can just do spectacle and cinematic, cinematic magic like Spielberg. What do you guys think? I live for the 80s. I'm wearing a Save Ferris from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I'm wearing that shirt. I oh, love... no, I thought it was from Animal House. Maybe. <laughs> but... With that being said, I love the 80s, so that movie, just with all the 80s nostalgia, 80s movie references, 80s pop culture, everything about it was great from beginning to end, and it's definitely a movie I have to rewatch because I didn't catch like all the little Easter eggs, but I thought, like for a while, I'm not a big fan of like Spielberg dramas, per se, but they're still well done, but watching him come back into blockbuster movies is definitely fantastic. And I think it's a solid movie to come back to. Yeah. What about you? Thoughts on Ready Player One? The T-Rex from Jurassic Park chases the DeLorean from Back to the Future. I think that speaks for itself. <laughs> That's all. You, okay, Steven Spielberg is such a legend that he's able to put a reference to his own movie within his own movie. And it's just a great 80s soundtrack with... Uh, the likes of, I think there was some Rush in there, some Def Leppard, and I believe George Michael was... <laughs> I, I believe they played Faith at one point, didn't they? They did, they did. They did, play, yeah. They I mean, Wham's essential 80s, but really just well-done performances, and it wasn't too... You know, you look at it and you're like, I don't really think I want to see this movie that's going to be very CGI-heavy, and pretty much half of the movie just be completely animated, but it, the effects are just wonderfully done, and... There's a lot of great references, and it just at points just does not feel like you're watching a animated film, if you want to call it that. I can't think of the term, but just, yeah, fantastic movie. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Ryan, was there any other films that you wanted to add to the spectrum? A Quiet Place. I yes. actually didn't see it in theaters, even though I wanted to. The first time I watched it was with you, again, over the summer. Um, it is... I I love everyone in that movie. Emily Blunt in the bathtub scene is just terrifying. The build-up yeah. to it. Yeah. Uh, John Krasinski did an excellent job directing it. There is no question about it. Uh, all the character, all the actors portraying their characters did a fantastic job doing that. I, I think it is just a solid movie through and through. Honestly, thinking off the top of my head, I can't really think of anything that I didn't like about it i mean i definitely have to watch it again but i know that's like something you should never really say about a movie but just off the top of my head I, I can't think of anything wrong with it yeah no i think it's safe to say for me that it's it's my number one of the year so far mm-hmm. and you know i agree with everything you said and i also think that the kids did a great job and you know it's not too often that you get like a really really good child performance and there were two yeah, and I think that the uh, something that goes unspoken about that movie is how good the score was, because like in, yes. in the scenes, more dramatic and scary moments, like the music really helped to drive the moments home. But yeah, but I loved a quiet place. I love the premise. I love the execution. I love the ending. It has one of my favorite endings of of a movie, and probably all year. 
And uh, yeah, I thoroughly really love A Quiet Place and it is my number one of the year so far. What about you, Nick? In his second theatrical outing after Threat Level Midnight, actor Jim Halpert gives a daring, thoughtful (laughs) performance while also actually getting his hands dirty behind the camera this time for an event that is a must-see. That being said, I really did enjoy Quiet Place, and I think that John Krasinski is, I want to see more of him write. Did he write it as well? Yeah, he was one of the writers. Writing, directing, just really getting his hands in there and just, yeah, getting involved. I thought it was very great, very original, which is very hard to come by nowadays. Especially because it just seems like everything's connected now. There's how many spinoffs of The Conjuring and everything. Friday the 13th. Go see The Nun in theaters. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was just a great, suspenseful movie. Uh, the sound mixing and editing in it was phenomenal, and if it doesn't get any Oscar nominations, I'm going to be upset. It might get popular. <laughs> you sons of bitches. Uh, don't even fucking get me going on that. My God. Anyway, Nicholas, is there any other movies that you want to add that have not been talked about so far? Uh, let's see. I talked about Ant-Man. I talked about American. Oh, another one on my list was Incredibles 2, which mm. I think Ryan and I had an overlap on it. Uh, after, what is it, 14 years, I think the, yeah. the time gap was, they came back just as strong, if not Stronger. stronger. Just a great movie. They got the family themes down pat while they were able to just create something new with it and you just feel like you're right back to 14 years ago when you were just a kid watching the first one it like just brings you right back to that nostalgia of it and just seeing the animated superhero family back in action was fantastic i think i have seen every brad bird directed movie fun fact for you guys oh thanks but with that being said Thank you. See, here at Movie Nights, we appreciate other people's opinions. So... supposed to, like, gratify the guests. Yeah. What you guys don't see is them scolding me and, like, staring at me as they're saying this. I only watch avant-garde movies because I'm a film major. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. First of all, that is not true. Secondly... No, but but back to Incredibles. No, I I genuinely enjoyed it, and I would have to agree with everything you said, that it definitely brings you back to 14 years ago. It picks up right where it left off and didn't skip a beat, I felt like. And even, like, the cold opening, if you will, of, like, all the actors saying, like, we know that you've wanted this for 14 years. I was like, this is just awesome. Like, this, this is what movie making is. Yeah, and again, I, I really love the movie, too. Um, I agree with all the points that you guys brought up. Uh, the only reason it wasn't in, like, my top ten, personally, just because I just happened to like ten other movies, but it was literally number 11. Like, it just mm. barely didn't make the cut for my personal top ten, but I really, really loved the film. Oh, I already spoke about Incredibles, too. Yeah, I just wanted to... I... I want to get your opinion on something, because I haven't seen this movie, but I know you guys have different viewpoints on this. (laughs) Fuck. Annihilation. Uh, Let me tell you. Annihilation is in my top ten favorite movies of the year. I thought it was a 
very bold, different sci-fi movie. I thought that Natalie Portman gave the performance of her career. I thought that Oscar Isaac was also very good in it, that there was a very good supporting cast. I thought that the suspense and buildup in that movie was really well done, and I thought that it did a good job of telling a strange but yet oddly intriguing, keeping-you-engaged sci-fi story. And um, it was a movie that like I thought about a lot afterwards after I saw it, and a movie that I really wanted to watch again. And uh, I really liked Annihilation. Now I'm going to hand the mic over to Nick, who, let's just say, has a different opinion. Nick, what what did you personally think of Annihilation? I could not disagree with you more. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was terrible. Man, I still can't believe that. I love Natalie Portman. I thought her performance was awful. I... No, what? <laughs> you thought Natalie? Okay, I understand. Like, if you don't like the movie, you thought she was bad? She was so bland. There was no character behind her oh performance. Same God. goes for Oscar Isaac. And he was Apocalypse. <laughs> Why would you just randomly pull it? He's Apocalypse. I'm just saying. He gave a better performance in that movie than this. Um, oh I personally God. don't like Jennifer Jason Lee. Either that's just a, you know, that's nothing against her in the movie. That was just a bias that I was already going into the movie with. Mm. Um, I thought the movie was way too, was trying to be much smarter than it was. And it just made every, the audience just feel like idiots, or at least I felt like an idiot watching it. <laughs> um, and that's not how you appeal to an audience. Um, I thought, okay, I love Nicolas Cage. <laughs> you all know the caliber of a Nicolas Cage movie, which goes to say that I like bad movies. So it says a lot to the fact that I hated this movie. <laughs> and thank God I had movie pass so that I didn't pay the price of admission on that RIP movie pass. <laughs> uh, I know it's still going strong, but no. Um, uh, I fell asleep twice in the movie because it was just so drawn out and I think that the, it was a lot of false marketing. I think that the trailers made it seem like they were just going into this jungle and just going to be fighting like mutant animals. There were three that were like probably 40 minutes apart each. And yeah, I just did not enjoy that movie experience. See, we need to get Ryan and, like, Kyler and Anthony and other members of Movie Nights to watch it. Cause, well, Anthony and Ian hated it, too. We need to get Kyler to watch it. Because, like, I, I might be the only Movie Night that loved the movie, but I loved it so much that it's in my top ten. And Incredibles isn't. Just let that oh sink in, Oh, my God. D listen, and Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> okay. I'm going to take his side on Ant-Man and the Wasp. Well it's, a, well, it's a good movie. But you haven't seen Annihilation yet. No, I haven't, but it wouldn't even make it. Like, that's out of the question. Have you seen my top ten? This is a solid list, dude. Okay, I don't know. I haven't seen Hereditary, so I don't know if I'd give you Hereditary. I'd maybe concede to the other one on your list, which I guess you could talk about now. Won't you be my neighbor? I think I would, I think I would concede Ant-Man to that one. I just Really? Yeah, I, I'd, I'd see your viewpoint on that one. I just liked Ant-Man and the Wasp more. Yeah. But I, I would see the argument there. I, I also loved Won't, Won't You Be My Neighbor, but I will let Ryan do the introduction. Go ahead. If that movie doesn't win an Oscar, and I'm not talking popular Oscar, I'm talking like <laughs> genuine Oscar for documentary, I will genuinely be upset because movies don't make me cry. While it was a documentary, not like a movie movie, it was still... It was nothing but heartwarming. You saw the real side of Fred Rogers. You saw behind the scenes. 
the same person he was on screen is the same person he was off screen. And that is, I feel like, rare to come by nowadays. And it just, it does a wonderful job of just showing you who he was. And just when the credits started rolling, just everyone started crying. Like, it was it was a beautiful documentary. I, I agree with you 100%. And uh, transitioning to movies that uh, made me cry, a movie that I want to bring up is Christopher Robin. Because it's a movie I feel like is not getting enough credit, but I loved this movie a lot. I I think that uh, it was very well done. Um, You know, like the first 45 minutes are just like a nostalgia bomb where I was just tearing up practically the whole time. Uh, I thought that it was a really well done movie. I thought that, you know, the message, we've seen the message before in movies like Hook, but I still thought that... The message was very well done, and just the voice acting and acting all around was incredible. What do you guys think of Christopher Robin? Oh, bother. Um, I, growing up, I loved Winnie the Pooh and Ewan McGregor, so this was just a, a match made in heaven. Uh, it was just very well done, and I kind of got, you know, sort of Toy Story 3 vibes with it, just kind of like leaving the toys behind, and it just you kind of get to see how they... You know, with Toy Story, you didn't really get to see them, like, reacting to that first kind of time frame without Andy. But in this one, it's like, okay, it's been, like, 30 years or something like that. And they've just been without Christopher Robin. It was just very emotional, yet, you know, lighthearted. And the characters are just all so lovable. Um, Eeyore steals the entire movie. Yes, he does. and And great performances by everybody as well, especially Haley Atwell. Yes. Uh, she did a great job in it. Ewan McGregor's always fantastic. The voice cast, you know, did incredible. Uh, they had the Tigger song, which any movie that can yes. gracefully incorporate that, A+. plus. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ryan, thoughts? For the little time Haley Atwell was on screen, she stole the show, I felt like. So I would, I would agree with everything you said. Um, I loved... So the part of the movie that really, like, got me into it is kind of more towards the middle, I guess, whenever Pooh stumbles into London and he's like, oh, you haven't changed a bit. And Christopher Robin's like, it's been like 30 years. I'm completely different. He's like, no, you haven't. You're still Christopher Robin. Like, mm-hmm. you, it, that's, that's Winnie the Pooh right there. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it's so heartfelt. It, it's just, it's a great movie. It really captures your childhood. Mm-hmm. And I would agree that it's in my top 10. It's very emotional but in a good way and it just it makes you want to be a child again yes and speaking of wanting to be a child again but then probably wanting to go and cry to your mom let's bring up avengers infinity war uh avengers infinity war was an amazing spectacle of a movie it was built up of 10 years of the marvel cinematic universe and it paid off in almost every single way and then you know the end of the movie it just rips your fucking soul out and uh, you know spoilers this whole thing is spoilers but um yeah you know and ryan and i got the privilege of seeing it in in the marathon so ima- imagine falling in love with all those characters again. All over again. All in- over in- again. Including the Ed Norton Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Don't you- ever bring up Ed Norton Hulk whoa, in my presence. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey, back off. Yeah. Ed Norton Hulk is the Hulk we don't deserve. And it was a better movie than you remember. It is. Did, did you all see him on the Comedy Central roast of Bruce Willis? No, but I heard he talked shit. He, like, bashed Marvel and the Hulk movie, and he had some zingers in there that were just... I'll pull it up for you guys after. Just look it up. It's hysterical. It was something about, like, he rewrote the script to make it a better movie. Or, yeah. I, I saw that, but... Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, um, 
Yeah, just g- general thoughts on Infinity War. I mean, I, I know it's a movie that's been talked about a lot, but just anything that you think just has to be said when talking about this movie. Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. <laughs> that just... Like you said, we we saw it in the marathon, so it's all the origin movies that we saw. You're falling in love with all these characters. Avengers comes on. You see all of them again, and you probably haven't seen them since the movie came out, so 2012, and they're all on screen. It does the pan around them, and you're like, yes, I'm so behind this. A few hours later, everyone is gone. Oh, you care about these characters? Not anymore. And uh, it was just well done. Like I love the way that the Russo brothers told the story because it's definitely a challenge having the most ambiguous crossover ever and you have all these characters and they just I I feel like that they told everyone's story equally if that makes sense and it 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 just felt like it was well done and no no one's no one's story felt more important than the others and they all like intertwined but I, I thought they did an amazing job with that, with the writing and the directing, and it was just an overall really, really good movie. Nicholas, did they play Homecoming during that marathon? Yes, yes. Oh, I was just, I was curious because Sony is Cause always you were there. Yeah, that's yeah. because why. <laughs> well, Sony's <laughs> always weird, so I didn't yeah. know if they were like, no, you can't play I think that. That was the last movie they played. Really? No, no, they played Black Panther beforehand. Oh, Black Panther was the last movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Infinity War just kind of ripped your heart out and held it in front of you and just squeezed more mm-hmm. and just watched you suffer. It was an emotional roller coaster, to say the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that every character had an excellent arc. Uh, you know, just even like from, you know, Teen Groot probably had like five minutes of screen time, yet he had like a whole arc yeah. within the movie. They really took the time to dedicate to the characters, except for Hawkeye. Um <laughs> And, yeah, it was just everything that you would want from it. And I thought that Josh Brolin as Thanos just gave probably one yes. of the best performances with throughout the MCU. Mm-hmm. So, it's just very good movie. Yeah, and I just want to say that the Avengers have never lost when Hawkeye was there. They have not. That's accurate. <laughs> and uh, moving on, uh, another run to the topic of comic book movies. Uh, Deadpool 2, I thought, was really, really well done. I thought it sort of in some ways was better than the first movie and in some ways wasn't as good, but I still feel like that, you know, I love the direction by David Leach. He's one of my favorite new up-and-coming filmmakers. Um, I thought that it was hilarious. There were moments where I couldn't breathe. I was laughing so hard. It actually used marketing to set up a joke with the X-Force in the movie. Uh, What did you guys think about Deadpool 2? I would have to agree with you that David Leach is probably one of my favorite new directors that anything that he puts out in the future I'm definitely going to have to watch both with Atomic Blonde and now this Deadpool 2 um but I would have to say that overall this is better than the first one yeah yeah um I just feel like the jokes were better they had ongoing running jokes from the first movie where if you didn't really remember the first movie you wouldn't get some of the jokes which I thought was brilliant that they did that um and yeah like you said the x-force jokes that they were building up to was great uh josh brolin again as cable i thought was uh fantastic to watch because i didn't know anything about cable and his story was short but i understood who he was after this movie and 
interesting enough is Josh Brolin said he didn't like his performance as Cable, so that means he's only going to be better. So it's going to be really interesting to see like how he portrays Cable in the future. Yeah, I agree. Nicholas Dipple too. Uh, I loved it. I loved the first Deadpool, so I was just absolutely stoked for this one. Uh, you know, you get to see Colossus fighting, which I love. I love Colossus in the first movie, so I was very excited that they gave him a lot more to do with this. The whole X Force bit was fantastic. I thought Peter was one of the best characters in the whole movie. Peter. 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 Um, yeah, just and Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool is always going to be the greatest casting in comic book history uh if i want to talk about issues with the movie i guess really the main one that i had is that it it, i think it's going to be very dated Mm -hmm. in that a lot of the jokes and references are kind of very relevant now like a bunch of dubstep references you know 10 years from now that might not hold up as well as like the first deadpool i think will hold up as well on it uh you know can i do spoilers yeah uh juggernaut yeah anyone and we finally got probably the second best version of Juggernaut oh in the X Men movies. Shut the fuck up! Uh, who's that actor? I don't even remember. Oh man, that was fantastic. What was not, that? What was that? Not, days or three? No, last stand. Last stand. This probably the best Juggernaut performances. Oh my God. Um, but no, it was just you know very well done. Yeah. I was not expecting that from either of you, and that was amazing. Oh, yeah, jeez. All right, well, there's one more movie on our list, and um, that movie is Mission Impossible Fallout. Uh, Nicholas and I saw this together in an early screening. Ryan still hasn't fucking watched it. Because I'm un-American. That's accurate. But uh, I thought this movie was incredible. It's probably my favorite mission impossible movie although it's definitely top three for sure i just have to see it again and you know compare it to my other the other ones that i like but um just the overall action choreography just the real stunts and how the effort that was put into everything and just you know the characters were all very well done you know henry cavill's mustache is just beautiful i thought that the movie that ruined justice league <laughs> fallout is not the same movie without it i stand yeah. by who who made a. Uh... Who made Fallout Paramount? Yeah. I stand by Paramount's decision to say no. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with Justice League. No, I, I agree. It is not the same movie without the mustache. And, you know, a, a lot of things ruin Justice League. I think the mustache was just the icing on the cake. But, uh, but yeah. Um, Nick... Three layers of icing. <laughs> Release the Snyder cut. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas, uh, any thoughts on Mission Impossible Fallout? You can't fight the friction, which wasn't in the movie. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't? It was no. not in the movie. Wow, mo- what? That's I, like the best part of the trailer. I know. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just a probably my second favorite Mission Impossible movie, I'd say. I really love what? 4. Rogue Nation? No, no, Ghost Protocol's 4. Which one's... Oh, 4, Brad then. Bird yeah, Ghost, Ghost Protocol. Brad Bird. Brad Bird. <laughs> Tie in full circle. Yeah, that one's probably my favorite still, just when they introduced Jeremy Renner, Hawkeye. Um, yeah. Who's also not in Fallout. Who's also not in Fallout. (laughs) Man, poor Jeremy Renner, man. You good? I know you're not listening to this, but just, just reach out if you need to talk. Um, yeah, the stunts were fantastic. I love, I think Tom Cruise movies are just fantastic. Yeah. You know, he's a little crazy and odd in real life, but if he keeps putting movies of this caliber out, I'm, my butt's in the seat every time. Yeah. 
Uh, great performances by the female leads as mm-hmm. well, I thought. Yes. Um, was it Rebecca Ferguson, I think, yeah. is mm-hmm. Elsa? She gives a great performance. Uh, Luther and uh, what's... Um, Simon Pegg? Simon Pegg's character. Benji. Yeah. Luther and Benji are Benji. are always fantastic. You know, I love seeing them together. They add a lot of heart and humor to the movie, which I think is important. Alec Baldwin. And Alec Baldwin. I forgot about Thomas Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, he was fantastic as well. I loved him. He was introduced in five. Yes, I think. No, no, no. He was introduced in four. The end of four. Has he been? No, no, no. It was five. It was five. Yeah, it was right. five. Yeah. yeah, he's fantastic, and you know he gets in on a little bit of the action in this movie, which mm-hmm. is is fun to see. Yeah, just great movie all around. Yeah. The trailers look great. <laughs> <laughs> They were good trailers. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. All right. Well, that's going to pretty much do it for today's episode of our favorite movies of the year so far. At the end of the year, we'll give you an updated list where we will all go through our top 10 favorites. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Dalton Burdett. I am Ryan Warner. I'm Nick. We we do first and last names here. Nick Iricchio. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. (laughs)